This program was previously recorded. Jim Shoemaker and Chris Purcell are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services, Inc. Securities dealer, member FNIRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. The following program is a paid presentation. The views and or opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of KWAM. Welcome to the Variety Hour, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mind. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Welcome to Talk Money, and now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Welcome to Talk Money. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and we're here to talk about everything financial. We're committed, as you know, to help you make the most of your money. Today's program, Kurt Zarnowski of Zarnowski Consulting, a frequent guest of ours here very regularly on the program. He's an expert on Social Security, and he's here to help us understand the changes with Social Security for this year, 2018. The question most people ask, he's going to help us answer it, when should you start receiving retirement benefits? It's a question we hear it all the time. He's got an answer for us today. In the second half of the program, we have a guy, but he is with the Financial Educators Network, Chris Purcell. Have you ever wondered how you are doing with your financial life? Well, Chris is going to be here. He's here to help us understand some very important reasons why you need a strategy and a roadmap for your financial future. From our Did You Know files, this is from the Society of Actuaries. You know the guys at Number Crunchers? This is from a survey they conducted recently. It said 51% of pre-retirees say their efforts to save for retirement are behind schedule. While 15% of those that were surveyed, those are the pre-retirees, 15% of the pre-retirees are ahead of schedule. We're going to find a little bit about why that's such a problem from Chris and find out what he is going to give us as far as instruction to help us figure out some solutions for that. Life expectancy at birth for an American has increased 6.9 years over the last 40 years. Life expectancy at birth is increasing about one year every six years. That's the National Vital Statistics Report that we were reading just recently. Think about this number. Now, here's one that kind of gets your attention. The Census Bureau recently stated that 15% of the United States population is at least 65 years or older, ranging here Here's the big deal. 19% of those that live in Florida are 65 years and older. 11% of the state of Utah are 65 years and older. So everybody else is in the middle. That's the top and the least. 19% in Florida, 11% in Utah. If you're thinking about college and you've got some teenagers that you've got to begin to plan for college, well, here's something from the college board. They've just done a statistical survey for us, and it says the cost of tuition, fees, room and board at an average in-state public college has increased 5.5% per year over the last 30 years, reaching, ready for this number, $20,770 per year. And that's for 2017-2018 school year. Well, coming up next, Kurt Zarnowski. When, when should you start receiving your retirement benefits? That's the question we're going to start with, Kurt. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to KWAM 990 FM 107.9. This is Talk Money. 
Podcasts of Talk Money are available in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. Hi, this is George Bryant, General Manager of The Voice FM 107.9 and AM 990 with a special announcement. If you're an expert in your field, if you represent an organization, if you think you can help Memphis become a better place by sharing your life experience on family, environment, health, relationships, government, home improvement, raising pets, whatever your passion is, give me a call. If you've ever wanted to have your own radio show or podcast, now is the time. We have immediate opening, so call me today. You can be the host of your own show, a show that you own. Talk to Memphis on The Voice, FM 107.9 and AM 990. My number is 901-261-4200, extension 228. That's 261-4200, extension 228. As internet technology advances, so does the threat of cybercrime. In times like these, we must protect ourselves from cybercrime. Antivirus software, firewalls, and security patches are just the beginning. Never open suspicious emails and only navigate to trusted sites. Protect your child by installing parental control software and monitoring their computer use. To learn more about cybercrime, visit ncpc.org or contact your local law enforcement agency. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Financial advisors do not provide specific mortgage advice or tax legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax legal advisor regarding your own specific mortgage or tax legal situation. And now, back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome back. A frequent guest of ours, Kurt Zarnowski, president and founder of Zarnowski Consultants, is with us here this morning. Mr. Zarnowski, welcome to the program, sir. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Good to be back on. Well, I'm glad to have you on because we get this frequent question. It just comes in and out, and it's asked all the time, and yet we try to answer it. But you know what? It's one of the most confusing thought process we go through is when should you start receiving your retirement benefits? It seems like everybody wants to know because they make a decision or they're about to make a decision. And, you know, it's just so difficult to know the right answer. Can you help us out? Sure. And uh, there probably is no one single right answer. And I always, when asked the question, say you should start to collect when it makes sense for the person to do so. And the individual is really the only one who can make the decision about what they should do. But I always say before you can decide what you should do, you need to fully understand what you can do. You need to understand your choices and options. Because unless you fully understand what you can do, you're in no position to decide what you should do. So let's like help listeners understand what they can do, and then they're going to be in a better position to decide what they should do. And the key point is to understand what Social Security calls your full retirement age. When the program started back in 1935, it was the month you turned age 65. That way, without exception. But in 83, Congress changed the law, increased Social Security full retirement age for anyone born 1938 or later. It's been increasing over time. Right now, for a big chunk of the baby boomers, any of us born between 1943 and 1954, our Social Security full retirement age is the month we turn age 66. But it's important for listeners to know it continues to increase beyond that. And under current law, tops out anyone born 1960 or later as a Social Security full retirement age as the month you turn age 67. 
Now, collecting at full retirement age isn't somebody's only option. Under the rules, you can start to take your money as early as age 62 if you choose to do so, and that applies regardless of what your full retirement age is. But listeners need to understand, Social Security is designed to be a social insurance program. Congress has built certain social goals into it. One is a hope that everyone who lives to average life expectancy ends up with roughly the same amount of lifetime money regardless of when they start. So under the rules, you have to start taking your money before you've reached that month you hit full retirement age, because now in theory anyway, you're starting sooner and will therefore be collecting for a longer period of time. You're going to find that your monthly payment amount gets reduced because you start prior to full retirement age. How much of a reduction? Well, it's roughly half a percent per month reduction for each month prior to your full retirement age that you opt to collect benefits. And it's important for listeners to know, it's a permanent reduction. A lot of people mistakenly think, yeah, I know I'll start early, I'll get less, but as soon as I hit my full retirement age, my payment will zoom up. No, no, permanent reduction. Again, the idea, starting earlier, collecting, therefore, in theory, for a longer period of time, so you're given less on an individual monthly basis. And again, roughly half a percent per month reduction. And you don't have to start right on your birthday. You don't have to start the first of the calendar year. But just recognize, for each month prior to full retirement age, you opt to receive payments. You're going to see your benefit permanently reduced by roughly half a percent for each one of those months that you collect prior to your full retirement age. At full retirement age, that's when you get 100% of what your work and earnings entitled you to draw. But among the options people have are to wait past full retirement age before starting to collect. And with that social insurance idea in place, think about it, Jim, if you opt to defer, well, now in theory, by starting later, you'll be collecting in theory again for a shorter period of time. So you're going to find your monthly payment is increased if you wait. How much of an increase? Well, now it's a two-thirds percent per month increase by waiting. That translates into an 8% per year increase by waiting past full retirement age. But again, you don't have to not collect for a full year. For each month past full retirement age that you defer, you see your payment increase permanently by that two-thirds percent. These are referred to, incidentally, as delayed retirement credits. Now, the important thing for listeners to understand is While you never have to take your Social Security benefits, it's not like there's a required minimum distribution, these delayed retirement credits only accrue from full retirement age up until the age of 70. But for each month from full retirement age until age 70 that you defer, payment is permanently increased by that two-thirds percent, 8% per year. So, If you're somebody with a full retirement age of 66, for example, and you opt to defer until age 70, you'll find that the amount you receive at that point is going to be 32% higher than the payment you would have received had you started right at your full retirement age, an 8% increase each one of those four years. Now, it's simple interest, not compounded. So again, ultimately, it's the individual's decision. Individual factors come into play, health, longevity. Do you need the money? All those factors come into play in helping people decide when they should collect their benefits. But as I always say, I see my role as making sure people understand their choices and options, understanding what they can do. And as long as they understand what they can do, 
they're the ones who should be deciding what they should do. You know, when you talk about this, Kurt, and you do such a great job, you always do, but one of the things that I mentioned earlier in preparation as we were getting ready for you to come on is the fact that we are looking at life expectancy at birth for an American today is increasing about seven years. It has increased to about seven years over the last 40 years. Does that play into this? I mean, you, you are making it very specific to the person, which I guess what we're saying in order to make a decision, you need to really think about your health, your your thought, and all of that plays into it. But there's no, are you? I guess there's no rule of thumb that anybody can say, "Well, I'm going to live longer, so I should delay." I mean, maybe that's not sure. the right so, thing to do. Well, yeah, absolutely. Now, Social Security tracks life expectancy, and and generally, so Social Security has always looked at life expectancy from when you hit retirement age, when you start um, to be able to collect and. These days, Social Security says if you're a 65-year-old man, on average, you're going to live to age 84. If you're a 65-year-old woman, on average, you're going to live to age 86. But, Jim, even more telling to me, Social Security numbers say 65-year-olds today, one in three can expect to live to age 90. One in seven can expect to live to age 95. So when I talk to folks, baby boomers, pre-retirees, Help them understand that for baby boomers, retirement for us could be a period of 20, 25, or maybe even 30 years in length. And my view tends to be, for most boomers, if we have any type of pension at all, far more likely to be the defined contribution type, 401k, 403b, 457. So we're walking out the door, not with the guaranteed stream of lifetime income that you used to get with that traditional defined benefit pension. No, we're walking out the door with a pile of money, and seems likely to me later in retirement, then that pile of money will have diminished. Later in retirement, health care costs will likely be higher. So we may have a greater need for a higher monthly income later in retirement than when we make that initial transition. And one way you can help meet that need for a higher monthly income is by delaying the start of your Social Security benefits. But again, that's just me. It's up to the individual's decision. But personally, I tend to think that good things come to those who wait. But it's ultimately the individual's decision. What makes the most sense for them? You have somebody at age 62 has lost their job, has a need for income. Well, if you're 62 or older, Social Security retirement benefits provide an opportunity for an income stream that isn't there to somebody who's younger than that. But you mentioned, too, and I guess we need to make sure everyone heard this, that if you choose to start at 62, you're taking your, that is a permanent reduction of your amounts, approximately about a half a percent per month. We need to make sure everybody understands that. Kurt, one of the things that I think so many people forget is every year, Social Security and Medicare adjust or changes based on, of course, the cost of living adjustment, COLA, as we think about that. What do you see this past year as far as the changes, the increases, as the most important two or three that you kind of single out and say, hey, that's something everybody needs to pay attention to. These are the Social Security increases as a result of the way it was set up originally every year cola the cost of living adjustment that's the monthly payments that you receive the beneficiary receives beginning in january 2018 that's what we're talking about kurt what's your thoughts on those well my my most important thought jim is just how important it is that the social security program includes this provision for an automatic guaranteed cost of living increase each year, not dependent on a separate annual vote 
by Congress. But as inflation occurs, inflation is measured by the Consumer Price Index for Urban Wage Earners, Social Security beneficiaries can count on that automatic cost of living increase. And the COLA, it's important for folks to understand that the cost of living adjustment, the COLA, it's not intended to make people richer than they were when they headed into retirement, but it's designed to help protect the purchasing power of the benefits that they've accrued. And it's particularly important if you're going to live that 20, 30 years in retirement, if you don't have some measure of inflation protection built into your income, with the passage of time, the purchasing power of the benefits that you've accrued falls right off a cliff. So it's just, first and foremost, I think it's just a hugely important part of the program that people need to understand and appreciate. Because again, not designed to make people wealthier than they were, but it is designed to help protect the purchasing power. And it's so important if you're going to be living, you know, 20, 25 years in retirement. So um, that that's a general uh, statement on my part. Uh, you know, with the, with the cost of living increase, benefits in 2018 have increased by 2%. And that's because the Consumer Price Index for Urban Wage Earners, measured tracked by the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics, increased during the from the third quarter of calendar year 2016, July, August, September of 2016, until the third quarter of calendar year 2017. And that's what Social Security looks at, is that consumer price index for urban wage earners. The period they look at is the third quarter of one calendar year to the third quarter of the following calendar year. And whatever increases occurred during that period of time, that's what gets passed on automatically to Social Security beneficiaries. And there's some discussion these days about whether that CPIW is the appropriate measure. And it's up to Congress to decide and change that. But I, as I said right up front, I, I just think it's hugely important that there is this guaranteed inflation protection built into the program. And I keep harping, it's so important because people are living longer and longer in retirement. Uh, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. Nope. Well, one of the questions that I think we get frequently, and what you're saying is the, the taxable earnings last year, it was a, in 2017, $127,200. It went up to one twenty eight four hundred. That's the amount that can be taxed on the Social Security. The reality is, what you're saying is, yes, they're taking it out of a higher wage, but also they're increasing the benefit. And never forget that it is a cost of living increase based on inflation. And so people need to keep in mind, if you were buying goods, you know, basically milk and bread 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it cost more today and than it did 30 years ago. And, and Social Security is built in to keep up with that cost of living. And that's what you're trying to tell us. Yeah, absolutely right. And uh, as I keep harping, uh, the longer you live in retirement, the more you need that, uh, that COLA protection. And, you know, you're right. The uh, Taxable wage base for Social Security purposes. As you mentioned, 2017, you paid Social Security tax on the first $127,200 that you made. This year, it's up to $128,400. You know, just a quick reminder for listeners in calculating someone's Social Security retirement benefit, a lot of questions about this too. A lot of people mistakenly think it's your high three or your last five or like some other pension systems. No, your Social Security benefit is based on an average of your highest 35 years of work under the system. It isn't necessarily your first 35. It isn't necessarily your last 35. 
isn't even necessarily 35 consecutive years. It's your highest 35 years of earnings. Now, Social Security does adjust prior year earnings for inflation, bring them up to what they are in today's dollars, but then they calculate your benefit by plucking out and averaging your highest 35 years of work under the system. But it's important to remind folks, too, that in averaging earnings, Social Security only averages in earnings that had been subject to Social Security tax. So, for example, 2018, somebody makes a half a million dollars. They pay Social Security tax this year in the first $128,400 that they make. In calculating their benefits, Social Security doesn't average in a half a million dollars. No, they average in $128,400. So it's your highest 35 years of inflation-adjusted earnings up to that taxable maximum each year. So it's designed to be based on a lifetime of earnings, unlike some other pension systems, which, as I said before, average your high three or your last five or or things like that. Mm. One of the questions that we get, Kurt, and we just have a few minutes left, but really to tie this in, a spouse, what is the spousal benefit? That, what is that they can collect from the worker's amount that's ready when, when the worker passes away? Let's talk about that. And then the question, again, divorcees, are they entitled? So those two questions, and I hate to tell you, we've got about three minutes. All right. So spousal benefits and survivor benefits, I always like to remind folks, put in place to support the model of the American family in the 1950s and the 1960s where you had the husband who worked, the wife was a stay-at-home mom. Now, the program is absolutely, totally gender-neutral, works either way, but for ease of explanation, we'll assume it's the husband who has worked and paid into the system. The wife, if he or she, if the spouse has worked, uh, earned less. Social Security says, we'll pay the husband whatever he's entitled to. As a spouse, meaning while the husband is alive, the wife is eligible to receive 50% of the husband's full retirement age amount or the wife's own one or the other, whichever one is higher. Husband passes away, now we're talking about survivor benefits, widows and widowers, and here the basic rate is not 50% of the husband's amount. The wife, as a widow, entitled to collect 100% of what the husband was collecting at the time he passed away. Oh yeah, or her own it's always one or the other, whichever one is higher. But spousal benefits while the husband's alive, 50%. Survivor benefits, widows and widowers, the husband has passed away, 100%. And again, totally gender neutral, works exactly the same way if the wife had, say, been the higher earner. Divorce spousal benefits, well, it operates like spousal benefits and like survivor benefits. But here the key thing is the marriage needs to have lasted 10 years prior to the divorce. With that 10-year duration of marriage requirement being met, an ex-spouse can draw divorced spousal benefits. Again, the husband, the ex-husband's alive, 50%, or the individual's own one or the other. The other requirement, though, is for divorced spousal benefits. The ex-spouse cannot be married, cannot be married. If she has remarried, she loses eligibility on her ex, but gains it on the new spouse. So... Spousal, survivor, and divorce spousal benefits an important part of the Social Security program.
Ert Zornowski of Zornowski Consulting, president and founder of Zornowski Consultant, our, our social security expert, a frequent guest, a dear friend. Thank you, Kurt, as always, guy. You just you lay it out very, very specific and keep us very informed. We got you. We'll have you back in a couple of weeks, man. Thank you so much for today. All right, Appreciate Jim. you. Take care. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Well, you know, again, it's always we're trying to give you some insight, and what he did was exactly telling you when you can get it, who can get it, how much you're paying, and whether or not, you know, how long can you be involved in all those eligibility requirements? So stay with us when we come back. We've got Chris Purcell. He's going to talk about retirement planning and how do you look at some of these ideas of why you need a strategy. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Talk Money. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. CBS Money Watch, presented by ZipRecruiter. New orders for U.S. factory goods fell 1.4% in January, the biggest decline in six months. The Commerce Department says orders for business spending also dipped to 0.3%, but companies could still spend some repatriated funds from the tax cut package to buy machinery and other equipment, boosting productivity. Turning to Wall Street Tuesday, the Dow gained nine points. The Nasdaq picked up 41. There's a shortage of U-Hauls in Northern California. Sky-high rent and the rising cost of living are driving people away from San Francisco. According to Redfin, more people are leaving the Bay Area than any other city in the United States. That's your Money Watch report. For more, head to cbsmoneywatch.com. In New York, I'm Kenneth Craig. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for businesses of all sizes. Try it for free at ziprecruiter.com slash cbsnews. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037, so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, alright. But don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon as research or investment advice regarding any funds or stocks in particular, nor should it be construed as a recommendation to purchase or sell a security. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, as I mentioned to you earlier, Chris Purcell is with us today, and he, you know, I talked about this whole idea. We were talking about the Society of Actuaries that come up with this idea that the, the well, it was a survey they did. It said 51% of pre-retirees say their efforts to save for retirement are behind schedule, while only 15% of pre-retirees are ahead of schedule. Well, you know, that kind of gets my attention. Why is it that 51% are behind schedule. They're just not there. Well, obviously, I think one of the biggest reasons so many people get caught up is that we're busy, we're, we're running full-time lives, and working towards some idea of a strategy or a plan is so difficult. 
So I've asked Chris Purcell from our Shoemaker Financial and also a member of the Financial Educators Network to be a part of the program today to literally give us some reasons why you need a strategy and how you need to go about that. When I talk about Financial Educators Network, uh, explain that to us, Chris. Welcome to the program, sir. Thanks. Great to be here. Um, Financial Educators Network is something that I joined probably, I think it was about a year, year and a half ago um, with uh, another person at our firm. Um, And what it's about is financial literacy. Um, we conduct a class that's given to pre-retirees um, that we speak to about kind of all the things that they need to know to help make informed decisions. Uh, we cover a lot of social security uh, social security issues like Kurt has. Um, we talk about you know life planning, what we're going to do when we're retiring. Um, we do some one-on-one on stocks and bonds and things of that nature. Um, but just try to cut up as much as we can for these people trying to decide when can I retire and how am I going to retire and help them make more informed decisions. Now, you're going to be doing one of these these talks or the seminars, I guess it's what you're talking about, the educational things at Northwest Community College. Uh, it's called Retirement Planning for Today, Northwest Community College, and the dates for that are... Sure. They're, they're early April, so it's two classes um, broken up into two different sessions. The first class is going to be on... April 5th, and the following class for that will be on the 12th, and then the other class alternative dates are the 10th and the 17th, and those are, they're long classes, they're three hours each, so you're in there. And this is educational classes, this is not selling classes, this This is is purely, that's why it's at Northwest Community College in, is that Olive Branch or Hernando? That's in South Haven. South Haven. Yes, sir, so it's purely educational, there's no talk about products or personal situations or anything like that, there's no, hey, look over here and we're going to sell you this or that, we take our hats off as financial advisors and put our, our education hats on and teach. Okay. All right, that's in, that's important for you to know. Financial Educators Network. That's uh, Chris Purcell, and I guess your partner is Nathan Powell. Nathan Powell, yes. Okay. Oh, he's also a frequent guest of ours. He's pretty good. And does a good job there. He's pretty good. I'll tell him you said that. All right. Here's what I want to talk with you today. There's there's reasons people need a strategy, a plan, a thought process. And one of those, I guess, that I look at as more important than sometimes in in a whole idea with a lot of people is helping them protect themselves and their families against financial risk. I mean, it happens. We were talking about it driving to the studios today that, uh, you know, we saw a wreck on, you know, on Poplar Avenue and we're thinking that's a financial risk. So tell me about this part of how you go through that with the process. Sure. You're, You're absolutely right. There's risk all outside these doors, right? Uh, Even inside the doors. And there's nothing we can do to make that risk go away. Um, That's not our job and there's nothing we could do to do it. But what we can do is kind of mitigate the loss of what happens if those risks become uh, a a reality. Tell me, what what would you you classify what financial risk, what, what, what would fall into that bucket, financial risk? Sure. There's basically five major ones that we look at. We look at job loss. We look at illness. We look at an injury um, that can keep you from working or death and lawsuit. And lawsuit was one of the ones that we talked about on the <laughs> yeah, way over, right? Yeah, this happened about 40 years ago. I ran into the back of somebody accidentally. I mean, you know, wasn't texting 40 years ago or anything like that. Just made a little mistake. And, uh, you know, a year later, uh, I got served papers of a lawsuit. And we talked about that was some huge liability. But you had you had things in place, That's car right. insurance, um, right. an umbrella that were able to help you mitigate 
what happened uh, after the wreck, right? So, right, exactly. And so the reality, when you talk about this, one of the reasons why somebody needs to think through a strategy and how you guys help them do that, number two, is that financial risk is number one. Number two, though, I mean, and we talk about this all the time, is eliminating personal debt. Do you see a lot of that? We see a lot of debt, especially with the younger generation coming out of school today. Um, less and less are being able to pay for college. And as we heard earlier, college keeps rising. What was it by five, 20, yeah, 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 five, five and yeah. a half percent um, for the last 30 years. Yeah. So that kind of takes a toll and it keeps going higher and higher and people keep going to college and accumulating that debt. And then they wonder, what do I do when I get out of school with this stuff? Um, and that's where we kind of come in and we, we shift the mindset of, owing money to kind of owning money, right? We want to get them out of out of debt quickly. Well, you think about that. I, I mentioned that it's $20,770 for this year, 2017 and 18. That's 5.5% per year over the last 30 years. And you're right, that they step out and they've got this enormous debt and they're wondering how they're going to get out of that. So that's the second thing you walk through. I understand that we go through this process. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, I want you to continue to walk us through reasons, real fundamental reasons why just stepping back and doing some kind of a strategy is so, so important. I'm talking with Chris Purcell. He's talking about retirement planning for today. That's the seminar, the extra educational seminar. They'll be doing at Northwest Community College. It's He's a part of the Financial Educators Network. So we're talking with somebody who kind of knows what he's talking about. We'll be back in just a minute. Stay with us. This is Talk Money. If you have questions you'd like to have answered on the program, email them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. On September 26, 1933, all the members of the John Dillinger gang escaped from prison in Michigan City, Indiana in the early morning hours. What is not well known is that the FBI arrested notorious Memphis gangster and bootlegger George Machine Gun Kelly that same morning on the order of J. Edgar Hoover. Kelly had kidnapped Oklahoma City tycoon Charles Urschel and had been on the run for over 50 days before the FBI caught up with him in Memphis. Kelly surrendered to the FBI and Memphis police without a fight. The trials that follow were significant because they were the first kidnapping trials in the United States after kidnapping was made a federal offense. They also marked the first time that defendants were moved by airplane, and it was the first major crime solved by the FBI. George Kelly and his wife were convicted and sentenced to life in prison. George spent 17 years in Alcatraz before being transferred to Leavenworth. He died three years later of a heart attack on his 59th birthday. This has been another Mid-South History Moment brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Neither Shoemaker Financial nor Securian Financial Services is affiliated with Kurt Zarnowski or Zarnowski Consulting. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, I'm talking with Chris Purcell. We're talking about reasons why you need a, a strategy, a financial strategy of just putting things together, putting your house in order. We call it a roadmap. I mean, it's just simply saying if you're headed from point A to point B, if you're, if you're driving from Memphis and you're going to go to Los Angeles, you're going to have issues. You're going to have problems all through that entire two, two, three-day trip. And so you need to have some type of a roadmap. Well, that's what we're talking about. Why do you need a strategy? How do you put 
put one together. We've talked about financial risk, whether it's job loss, illness, injury, death, lawsuits, anything like that, that creates that roadblock, that problem that all of a sudden says, I can't finish what I had started out to do. You have an engine problem all the way out to towards Los Angeles. Somewhere in New Mexico, the engine quits. What are you going to do? Well, you would never take a trip with your family. You wouldn't expose your family to that type of liability. So why would you do that with your financial life? We talked about eliminating personal debt. One of the problems that so many people have, and I talk about this a lot on the program, is looking at your life expectancy and realizing that living to age 65, 70, maybe that's you know good for the next door neighbor, but you've got a chance you're probably going to live to be over 80. In fact, from a financial advisor standpoint, we think about 90 to 95. One out of two, if you're talking about a couple age 65 and they're healthy, one of those Individuals in that family, that couple, will live to be probably 90 years old. That's what statistics are telling us today. So why is that important? Well, you got to make sure you don't outlive your money. Well, let's put this in the system where you need to put it right now. Chris will be doing a program at Northwest Community College on April the 5th and 12th, and then April the 10th and 17th. It's three hour long, two sessions per time. Call the office, 757-5757. Ask for Chris Purcell. Tell him you heard about the program on the radio station, and literally say, I'm interested in in going to the seminar, the educational seminar, not sales seminar, educational seminar on retirement planning for today. He is a part of the Financial Educators Network. They're not in the process of any product being mentioned at this seminar. It is purely a three-hour per session seminar. So you can't go there kind of halfway. It's not a dinner. It's not refreshments. It's education. It's where you can go and look somebody in the eye and give them get them to give you straight answers to your questions. And that's why you have to look at trying to put together a strategy. That's what they're going to do. Chris, one of the biggest issues so many people have, and I mentioned this earlier when we were talking about the whole concept behind and the cost of education. 5.5% for the last 30 years is how much college education has increased. If we had just increased at 2%, like like normal inflation, that would only be a $9,000 ticket. That's still a lot of money. It'd make things easier. It would make sense, but it's $20,770. $20,770 for a person to go to one year of college. That's a state school. Yeah, and so you're talking about walking out if you don't have a you know everybody says well I'm going to get a scholarship and there are scholarships available all kinds of scholarships to help but the reality is you're going to walk out with debt so let's talk about paying for the cost of let's just put it first raising children and then literally college education sure I mean let's <clears throat> let's make no mistake about it kids are expensive. Absolutely. Um, you had a couple? I did. Right? You've got some grandchildren well, as well. I tell you what, I got a tremendous raise when they when they graduated <laughs> from college. I mean, my wife and I turned around and said, where did we, what happened here? But you're exactly right. Yeah. And I think in, in uh, there was a study done by the U.S. Department of Agriculture that said baby born in 2008 will cost a high income family over $483,000 just for the first 17 years. You know, you're really, we may have caused a wreck. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> for somebody listening. The, the other thing I want to think about there is how many people are done helping support their children at 17 years of age? Mm. 
Very few, right? And so the there, there's nothing you can do. Your child's always going to need to eat and, and be clothed and do those things. But for, for saving for college, start early. Uh, it's it's an overwhelming number, and what we tell people all the time is that the only way that you can do that is one bite at a time. Start early, try to get a handle on it, and if you don't make it all, if you don't pay for it all, maybe there is a scholarship, but I, every kid is nev- never going to come at you and say, I can't believe you didn't pay for the whole thing. And the thing that I was talking about earlier, the $20,770 is just the cost of tuition, fees, and room and board, and you and I both know College costs a lot more. It's a little bit more than that, right? It's a little bit more than that. There's there's things that you do on the side, and and you've got to prepare for these things. And if they're not prepared when they're going in, there's going to be again that debt that we talked about earlier coming out. You know, one of the just to kind of put it in perspective, one of the reasons I guess you need a strategy. I know my wife and I began this strategy very early in our marriage. We knew we had we were going to have children. We had two daughters, and uh, you know, immediately I said, okay, we got to get them through. You know, education, Mm -hmm. you know, just one through 12, that was important, and then get to college. So I set aside the college fund, but you got to keep in mind, I had two daughters, so I needed to set aside cost of wedding for two daughters. That's right. Tradition says that the uh, the father of the bride pays. Is that correct? I think that's correct. The last you... time I realized, I looked at both of my son-in-law's <laughs> parents and said, anybody going to write a check? They get the rehearsal dinner, right? <laughs> right. In uh, the honeymoon, maybe. But, uh, but uh, that, you know, it's becoming more and more where we are seeing the other side help out and say, hey, let's, let's we can help out as well. I think the average cost of a wedding, tell me if this is correct uh i haven't paid one for myself i've attended quite a few but it says runs about twenty i i've been to some that seem a little bit over that uh, <laughs> i've been to a several yeah a, but I, but an average cost you know excluding the honeymoon i think uh and this came from the knot.com and i you know mm-hmm. i mean about twenty eight thousand dollars. but that's a lot of money i mean that's a that's a big sum you of money don't want to be waiting all of a sudden she walks home and said hey we're going to get married in june of this year and you haven't started a plan gosh and you hope it's not right after college too right <laughs> exactly. after you just paid that big bill so um you know again Putting this stuff aside when when you see that little girl running around with pigtails and thinking, oh, one day she'll be 25 years old and she'll meet the man of her dreams, boy, that's going to happen like that sooner or later. So uh, we need to, again, start as early as possible and be smart about figuring out what we want to pay for. Well, I think one of the things that I want people to hear and understand, we're talking about reasons why you need a strategy, reason why you need to sit back and think through. And we've talked about financial risk. We talked about your personal debt. A strategic, you mean, listen to Dave Ramsey following this program. Bottom line, it's a whole thing about he's trying to help you get out of debt. And that is such a huge problem with so many people. They get, they don't plan on getting in debt. It's kind of like you don't plan gaining weight and then it's so hard to lose the weight. Well, guess what? It's also as difficult sometimes just to get out of debt. That's important. And then, of course, we talked about living a long time. You've got to prepare for that. Mm -hmm. Cost of raising children, cost of college education, wedding. Now we're here. It's summer. It's springtime. In fact, when we walked in the studio today, George Medicine says, hey, it's springtime. You know, (laughs) and it is. It's really a brisk. The flowers are blooming and things. So, you know, when we think about that, college is ending and people are looking, you know, coming out of school and stuff. All of a sudden they say, I got to buy a home. It's getting into that season of buying a house. So how do you plan for that? Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a huge decision that you don't want to take lightly, right? And so first and foremost, you got to figure out, hey, am I going to be here a while? Do I need to lease a home? 
um, where I'm not responsible for everything? Or do I, can I afford to buy? What are the rates like? How long of a mortgage? And trying to figure out how it's going to impact not just that decision, but all your other decisions that we talked about as well. Oh, I'm getting married next year. Oh, we're going to have children. I need to retire still. You know, how much money do I take on and commit to without putting all these other things at jeopardy? You know, I think what you're saying is like purchasing a car or anything else, it's a big purchase. There needs to be a thought out process. There needs to be some communication. We've talked about that on the program before. Financial discussions are difficult sometimes, but this is when you're making such a... And for some people, buying a home is the biggest financial decision they're going to make in their lifetime. So it doesn't come off just very, you know, real quick. It's a strategy. It's a thought process. And if you're going to make that big purchase, make sure you've done some strategic thinking to do that. When we come back, Chris and I are going to dive into the ability to retire in style. We're going to talk about what that means. What does it mean? Have you been watching a flat screen HDMI TV and you got to go watch a 14-inch black and white? Mm. That doesn't sound like good retirement. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Money. Podcasts for Talk Money are available for iOS mobile devices in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Hi, this is George Bryant, General Manager of The Voice FM 107.9 and AM 990 with a special announcement. If you're an expert in your field, if you represent an organization, if you think you can help Memphis become a better place by sharing your life experience on family, environment, health, relationships, government, home improvement, raising pets, whatever your passion is, give me a call. If you've ever wanted to have your own radio show or podcast, now is the time. We have immediate opening, so call me today. You can be the host of your own show, a show that you own. Talk to Memphis on The Voice, FM 107.9 and AM 990. My number is 901-261-4200, extension 228. That's 261-4200, extension 228. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. What? What about our plan to win the lottery and start living? You know, travel the world on matching yachts, wear enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacation on the French Riviera, and then buy it. You know we're never going to win the lottery, right? When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, welcome back. My guest, Chris Purcell. We're talking about uh, strategies, thinking and processing about how you do your financial life and how you have to put things together. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you being a part of today's program. We've talked about everything from the last subject, buying the house, making that tough decision. It's probably the biggest purchase that you'll make. So you need them to do some discussing and put some in, you know, get some good counsel. I had someone in the office not too long ago. Chris, they're in their 60s and they're they're you know accustomed to buying homes but they were in just saying can we afford to do this at this particular time in our life and it wasn't that they had never bought a home before it was not their first purchase but it was that purchase because they were at that point in time looking at retirement planning sure going into the kind of unknown for them right exactly and that's so difficult because so many times people think well i think i've got it together and what they were asking was help me make sure 
I've got it together. Now, here's why I say that, because reality is Chris and Purcell and Nathan Powell will be conducting at Northwest Community College Retirement Planning for Today. That's the subject of two three-hour sessions. Now, this is not a selling seminar, sales type of seminar. This is an educational seminar. They're part of the Financial Educators Network. The title of the seminar is Retirement Planning for Today. It's at Northwest Community College in South Haven. You need to just, uh, you could call the office if you want to talk to Chris about it. It's uh, 757-5757. But we're talking about how do you put all these strategies together? Well, that's what this seminar is all about. It's retirement planning for today. Call them, see if you're eligible to come. It's an educational seminar, two three-hour sessions. Those are four. It's April the 5th and April the 12th. And the second segment is uh, April the 10th and April the 17th. So call Chris, 757-5757. Well, I mentioned earlier, and and I use this analogy all the time, we have been accustomed to watching the 60-inch flat screen Screen, color television and retirement should not go to watching the 14 inch black and white huge console and that's retirement that is not a good retirement how do we work through that Chris? no and i think i think you alluded to it earlier when you were talking about the the gentleman looking to see if he could buy a new home we don't want to guess at these things we don't want to wonder if we can retire or how we can retire right we want to look back at how we've lived life project that out into the future to have a plan or a strategy so to speak, to figure out, hey, do we have enough money that's going to allow us to live the way that we want to live? If not, what do we need to do? How long are we looking at doing it for? And those are important things to look at uh, and to make sure that we've been tracking what we've been doing as far as spending and habits and things of that nature and what we want to do and projecting that out into the future. I think one of the things that we talked about earlier, and I mentioned it uh, at the beginning of the program, that 50 only, I mean, here's the thought, 51% of the people that were surveyed, literally, this, this by the, it was by the Society of Actuaries, they said 51% of the pre-retirees say their efforts to save for retirement were behind, behind schedule. They were not on track. 51%. That's one out of two, basically. Well, that's, a, that's kind of a, an alarming statistic. That's not something that we just pulled out of the air. The actuaries are numbers crunchers, but the reality was it said 15% of pre-retirees said they were actually on schedule. So where's that other group of people, that 35% that's missing there? I mean, that's a, I mean, are they just wandering around or do they need a strategy? You know, they, they need a strategy. Better late than never, right? You need to figure out what you don't know uh, and, and come in and sit down and talk with someone and figure out, hey, why am I behind? And once we figure that out, then that's going to help us move forward on how we can catch up. Right. Um, kind of Kurt talked about it before. Know what you can do is going to help you decide what you what you ought to do, what you should do. Right. Let me let me say this, because I think so many people and I know you talk about this in your seminar. They should they, they sometimes depend on the pension or the 401k plan, Social Security. But we talk about mm-hmm. it's a three legged stool. Those two legs, your pension, 401k plan, Social Security are two legs of a three legged stool. But what you do personally Absolutely. It's becoming more and more, you know, about what we're doing. Uh, You know, 60 years ago, it was more pension, Social Security, and then a small sliver of your own personal things, right? Now that is flipped up on its head and it's become more about what we're doing. And then the 401k or the pension uh, and the Social Security, but you're going to need all three 
to survive and, and to thrive in retirement. And that's because we go back to one of our original thought process. You might live much longer than you would ever would have thought you would have lived when you started. And that's that's a huge thing. A lot of a lot of the clients that come in will say, oh, I'm only going to live to 70. Or, oh, you know, I'm going to live to 75. And in, in actuality, you saw it. You know, if you've made it to 65, there's a great chance that you're going to make it to 90, 90 95. Yeah, 90, 95. Chris, you got this retirement planning seminar for today. It's, it's going to be at Northwest Community College. What would you like to say to people that are thinking about coming? To What do you, what do you find that the people that attend say to you? You know, what we find is there's a lot of stuff that they will get affirmation that they've heard, thought they knew, and now it's confirmed that they know it. But then a lot of people haven't never worked with anyone before and don't know a lot of the rules or the regulations that we talk about and gives them more clarity, helps them make decisions. Um, And a lot of people have never even worked with an advisor before and introduces them to kind of what we do and how we can help them and interpreting all this stuff for them. And it is extremely amount, a large amount of interpreting is what you're saying. Yes, yes. You're exactly right. Well, we've been trying to cover some of those basic fundamentals for you, the reasons for a strategy. We talked about financial risk, personal debt. We talked about the cost of raising children, paying for college, buying a new home. Hey, maybe you got to pay for the wedding. All those things that Chris has been discussing. But why is it important that you look at living for a retirement plan well, because 51% of the people are not prepared, you want to get prepared. So why don't you check it out? Retirement planning for today. We'll be back. We'll be we'll be back. It uh, starts. Oh, they want somebody just called and wanted to know what time it starts, Chris. What time does the seminar start? Um, it's not tonight. Now it's in April, but it would be about six six thirty, I believe. Six six. They can call the office. Yeah, seven, give me a five, call. Seven, five, seven, five, seven. Call the office and ask for Chris. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you, man. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks for listening. Hey, you've been listening, of course, to KWAM 990 and FM 107.9. This is Talk Money. Jim Shoemaker and Chris Purcell are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services, Inc. Securities dealer, member FNIRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Talk Money is produced by Greg Ratliff. Guest and content coordination, Francis Fortner. Production assistant, Eleanor Moskovitz. Compliance officer, Tommy Armstrong. Mid-South History Moment, Rebecca Brazier and Drew Johnson. We'll see you next week on Talk Money.